Here's your new home for the next five weeks. Back to nature, huh? No hot tubs, no dynasty. Hey, no one's lived here for 10 years? Relax. Would I pick a loser? What are we supposed to do here? Rehearse, lame brain. theater and the usher nods me in they know me here i descend down the staircase behind the movie screen that only select people know about the door at the bottom opens and i walk in the sound of movie spoilers fill the air barkeep has my drink ready and motions me to the back the rest of the crew are here already this is my type of place and these are my type of people Join me as we discuss the inner secrets of cinema. Have a seat in the spoiler room. <laughs> Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, listen to your mom and dad. Who? What you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> what? It's appropriate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this spoiler room. It is appropriate to talk about uh, muscles because there'll be a lot of muscle talk tonight <laughs> and, and glorious glistening abs as we continue our killer concert series with a look at 1987's Rock and Roll Nightmare. And joining me tonight is a great crew to discuss this interesting film starring a different Thor than what's in theaters right now. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, my crew tonight, we have her back with us once again. So great to have her. It is Miss Angelique Bone. Hello, Angelique. How are you? Hello, I'm fantastic. How are you? So great. Love the glasses. And Thanks. man, you're just coming in nice and clear now. I so know. It's... There's actual internet here. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in lovely Savannah, and oh, boy, great. Savannah, uh, we'll talk later. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, of course, as always, the man who keeps coming back for more, though, after tonight, I don't know if he will, uh, is <laughs> that other, the, the one and only Rotten Tomatoes critic, 
Mr. Ian Simmons. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Um, and I'll look. I messaged you earlier, the both of you, and I said that this might be a bridge too far. What the hell, Mark? That you know, Rock and Roll Nightmare changed my life. There, there are a few ground, you know, uh, milestone movies that we get to see as we get older, and this is one of them. I, I am now part of the the John Michael Thor official fan club, Skokie chapter. Hey, and, uh, I'm excited to talk about this movie. This is like, as I was describing it to my wife, it's like a rock and roll a canadian rock and roll horror movie but it's also got a lot of the room in it oh like, sure. I mean, yeah i think yeah. i think this was actually the inspiration for tommy was so to give us his masterpiece you know 20 <laughs> years later or whatever i'm convinced <laughs> you tell me apart lisa oh hi mark because of that movie people named mark have never lived their name down again if and you're someday you'll get to give, i'm sure you'll get to meet mr wasso and thank him in person for that yeah i literally came <laughs> out of my uh work one time during winter and it had snowed and someone actually wrote in the snow oh hi mark with the h-a-i mark kid you f- yeah but we're not talking oh, about this. <laughs> so the 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 uh, rock and roll horror film uh, equivalent uh, of the room, apparently, we are talking about tonight. And uh, since she hasn't been with us for a while, and she is a Chuck Tingle fan, let's have her <laughs> give the synopsis of rock and roll nightmare. You know how does one sum up? A film like Rock and Roll Nightmare, truly. <laughs> I do I not mean, know. We can only go so far. I mean, we're going to spoil it regardless, y'all. Well, so, yeah. I mean, if you, if you haven't seen it, just hit pause and, and go see it and come back. But, <laughs> It'll <laughs> so only Rock take 80, 84 minutes. So, yeah, there yeah. I mean, so, uh, and the, the, the name of the band has been wiped from my brain, but Triton. John Michael Triton. Triton, yes. John Michael Thor and his band Triton go to a um a house in a suburb. It's definitely not a deserted place, but it's in some suburb. It's, it's like a farmhouse. Farm There's like a it's tractor a outside. Yeah, which yeah, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand little... given the final shot of the movie. We'll talk about that later. Sorry. <laughs> but they're 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 being pressed to finish their latest album. So they go to this place that's a farmhouse with a full recording studio and audio booth in the barn <laughs> to work on the album. But things are not all hunky dory as the farmhouse apparently is a portal to hell. Yeah, and... I believe so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the movie was originally called edge of hell. Okay. So. Well that works. Um, yeah. <laughs> So um, they get attacked by several small latex. One-eyed monsters. Hell puppets, yeah. Um, Literally one-eyed monsters. Yeah, yeah. Cock monsters, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cock monsters. Cock, cock and rock a giant, monsters. Yeah. a giant grasshopper with fangs. And there's a big twist at the end that, that, that I'm going to save. For our conversation. We'll save for the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You've got to save the. But there's, you know, there's a showdown between good and evil. Good and evil, yes. Complete with Astroglide. <laughs> Completely with Astroglide. <laughs> Both on the pecs and elsewhere, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
and I can't just before I forget because I've been up a while and I don't want to let this pass. In that climactic confrontation, our hero, and I'm not going to say who it is yet, is revealed kind of like a, a worm's eye view of their half naked, glistening body, kind of like flexing with the spirit of righteousness. <laughs> with that angle and with the lighting, it looked like he had four heaving, beautiful breasts. It did. I know. Well. I know. Those were. That was some of that was like pecs, but it was just the angle. He looked like he had four big tits. It's just it's it's just his mighty rib cage. His mighty screaming. rib cage. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what I was his, looking at, but I was I was taken. I was. His, I'm I'm familiar with that angle. So. His. <laughs> it's been paused often. It's been paused often on Angelique's copy. Throw on the floor. <laughs> She's like, I'm glad As this a is of the male form. <laughs> <laughs> She's, I'm glad this isn't a VHS tape anymore. I kept wearing that spot out. <laughs> it's burned into the TV. That's the joys of digital. Yeah. I, I was yeah, going to make it's... that my wallpaper. I mean, it's it's impressive. It's <laughs> so... more impressive was the eyeshadow. The eyeshadow was but, perfect. I mean, like... he has a better cat eye than me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who did his makeup, but yeah. <laughs> Good old Thor, right? <laughs> so, so who looks remarkably. There are some angles, and particularly at the end, where he looks like Jimmy Fallon in like a rock wig. I don't know what it is, but it's very strange. Well, now I'm not gonna. And then he had the Zoolander moments. The... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a shower scene, which, given the context of what we find out about his character, you really have to wonder what was going on in that stall. <laughs> A lot of conflict. <laughs> Lots. Well, he's not that type of. Well, anyway. Fighting uh, tongues. <laughs> so getting down to it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, Angelique, uh, when did you first see Rock and Roll Nightmare? I first saw Rock and Roll Nightmare when I was writing for The Lost Highway. And we were actually trying to get a, a podcast up and going. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gang, they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to watch this one. And I said, okay. And oh boy, <laughs> what an experience. <laughs> it's, it's definitely an experience. I mean, yeah. You... <laughs> I mean, my life was forever changed. Just like, just like Ian's was. <laughs> <laughs> Once you see Rock and Roll Nightmare, you you can't really go back to your normal no, way of it's, living. It's, it's you can't go back to your normal way of living, and you never look mm-hmm. at rock and roll quite the same way again. Uh, yeah. you, you know, it just adds a whole other level to your heavy metal. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, first time viewing was what this morning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. It, but you know. I have since quit my job and devoted myself to <laughs> following because I found out that John Michael Thor is still alive mm-hmm. yes. uh, and, you know, still doing it. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to follow him like the Grateful Dead. I've, I've written a long letter to my family, which I will slip tooth fairy style under each of their pillows. Um, and uh, I've gone yeah. to follow Thor and they're all thinking Chris Hemsworth. No, no, no. The no, other no. Thor. The real Thor. The real the real Thor. Yeah. Yeah, Thor I, before Thor. <laughs> and it's it's a deceptive movie because 
his character is he's the leader of the band. Yeah. But the movie is the not at all interested in him or his wife slash girlfriend or whatever. Um, for most of the picture, they're interested in these other people who yeah. are you know other band members who are kind of pairing up and going off and fooling around and and rocking out and stuff. It's not until very late in the movie where he and his girlfriend are like literally the only ones left mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, I guess this is going to be the final guy and girl and wait now she's gone and now it's just him what's going on uh and we'll we'll talk more about that later i want to spoil it too early no no we don't want to spoil the ending too early because if it wasn't for the ending that you have and we will talk about it near the end of the show uh yeah i don't think this film is as memorable as as, right this is one of those where you may start off weak but if you finish strong people will remember your film Far better than if you start off strong, but your movie ends weak. That's that's this film because especially the first half of it, outside of the opening, which has this random family (laughs) (laughs) just living in this farmhouse and some weird things start to happen. And the kids like, you know, the, the husband's looking for the wife and. You know, she opened up the fridge. I love how subtle it is. She opened up the fridge and they cut away just as you see a little bit of red light, like just a peek enough. And then the mom's disappeared. Then the husband comes into the into the kitchen. The kid's like, where are we? He's looking from the steps because she's screaming. And he's like, where are you? And then I think it was intended to either be her or a demon because it's got fangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At first, I thought maybe it was supposed to be her. But then it had fangs, so I thought, okay, maybe it's it, it's one of the demons comes out and attacks the dad. The kid sees this, and then we fade to you know black to our van, our our band van, <laughs> <laughs> and then we, fantastic van. And then we get into something similar to what people might have seen recently in uh, Studio Six Six Six. Yes, exactly. Studio Six Six Six. That is what parts the beginning part of that reminded me a lot of this film <laughs> if you've seen it uh and yeah so part of it but we get introduced to the characters and you know what do you think of our band ian i don't i mean like <laughs> especially the guy with the accent who after he has what happens to him with the with the curse suddenly he loses his accent and nobody knows nobody and that's that's the thing is I had to go back. I, what is this? I rented this on Amazon. I went mm-hmm. like, cause this, his accent revelation happens like three quarters of the way through. I rewound all the way back to the beginning. I'm like, yep, that fucker had an Australian accent. He did for most of this movie. And then I was like, okay, yeah, to your point, Mark, maybe after he got, you know, kind of taken over by the spirits of the house, it kind of gave him this, you know, regular sounding lame accent. Yeah, but then why wouldn't I think it was Luann was the girl he was with? Why wouldn't she say something? They're having this intimate moment on the beach. And he's like, "Yeah, I got a surprise for you. It's gonna be like nothing you ever seen before." Whereas before he's like, "Crikey, this is a great house we're in. Gotta make some beautiful music." The worst accent ever. I don't know why he's even doing an accent. They they just gave him a character, but I'm like. It's the worst accent, too. It's just like, <laughs> why are you even doing that? It just... Well, the, let's let's also rewind back to, okay, we've got this dead family yes. in the house. 
And then we see the band show up and it's all like, oh, this is a historical house. And, you know, RCA Records used to lend this out. Alice Cooper and Rod Stewart or whoever the hell used to record in that barn. I'm like, so at what point did just some like <laughs> lower middle class family move into this it, house and it, then get murdered? It is explained that in 10 years that the house that actually was, has a bit old. So they were 10 years. We didn't get a 10 years later, but the manager states on how there hadn't been a family there for 10 years, but they had a recording studio and it was used by RCA and a couple of other folks um, who, right. You know, he's told by the groundskeeper who I wish would have showed up more. I loved that guy. (laughs) That guy had some stories. I tell you. Yeah. I just, but still, if you've got like this historical spot where all these people have recorded, you know, classic album, it's, it's like no one's moving into Abbey road to like set up condos or something, you know, it's just, it's going to be like a landmark or something like that. Yeah. It's just, it was just a weird leap, which there's a lot of weird leaps in this movie. Um, But yeah, when the monsters finally, the first, creature we see i think is the penis monster yeah the one-eyed right? monster yeah. yeah that comes out and spits into well the, yeah come spits into the into the paper cup to infect the one girl manager. who gets the guy and or was it the guy it was the manager he he spit into the cup for the manager Okay, I thought he got seduced by someone i was like after after the end of this movie like most of this stuff before the last 20 minutes it was kind of blanked <laughs> it out it just kind of blurred it was the astroglide and the abs that did it for me i was hypnotized it was, yeah it was that wonderful light from behind that just slipped your mind the, it, yes. and the glistening <laughs> abs a lot yeah. uh end up just distracting you for the rest of it you're like this is where the film starts okay yeah, uh, what are you guys talking about? it's only a 20 minute movie we watched right guys like, <laughs> You're talking about like titles and vans and stuff. All I remember is rock gods. <laughs> and we do have comments working again. Info Bob is here. He goes, he thinks this year or maybe the year before or later, Wasp leader singer Blackie Lawless was in the film called Dungeon Master. Actually, that was from 1984. So that was like three years prior to this. Blackie was in a Dungeon Master. So, you know, rock and roll and film, and especially indie film, has always gone together. And especially you look in the last... You know, just over the history of independent and B-movies, it seems to go hand in hand with rock and roll, you know. And this is one of the films, I think, that helped kind of start that trend quite a bit, you know. And, yeah, you get the manager who gets his cup spit in by the one-eyed monster. And uh, the spirits in here, I think, occasionally pose as other members. I don't think the members were possessed. They were just posing as other members. And that's how they were able to then uh, seduce them, I believe. Which, um, when you get to the end of the movie, makes absolutely no sense at all. Right. Well, but, no, it's not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. You, you don't care, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It. You don't force <laughs> it. It's, it's kind of like that, that usual suspects thing where you got to go back and watch the movie to see all the answers and the things you missed. If you do that for this movie, you realize that see, none of it makes any goddamn sense. See, the way I took it was One-Eyed Monster uh, <laughs> splooges into the uh, coffee. He drinks the coffee, and then when he goes down, he hallucinates the one girl, the one uh, actress who, in her contract, had no problems taking her top off because she was like, <laughs> the only one who actually showed anything. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well... 
she she did it multiple times and multiple times too yeah. yeah so she had no problem they found one actress that was like yeah sure i don't care and, and they were like okay cool you're doing this scene um you know and then she gets that wonderful like fright night type face as she she bites into the manager and then the van disappears yeah like van, a you know. paper mache monster or something what was that about <laughs> what the the mask was awesome i love the effects in this film <laughs> it was made on fifty four thousand dollars. <laughs> what do you expect <laughs> you you got some balls calling these effects that's all i'm gonna say hey you know what those those Halloween Express masks put in some good work. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did Mark, did you say $54,000? Uh, according to IMDbim, the budget for this film was $54,000. And <laughs> 45000 of that Canadian. was on lube. <laughs> Canadian. Well, it was shot on 16-millimeter. Yeah. Airspray. It was shot on 16-millimeter film. So... It was shot on film, so I imagine a good chunk of their budget actually went to the film because they felt filmed it on sixteen millimeters. So mm. that that in in eight, even in eighty seven, that couldn't have been um, that couldn't have been too cheap, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. And it yeah. did get a theatrical release, I believe, in Greece, whereas pretty much every, <laughs> everywhere else it was a direct to video release, but in Greece. Hey, uh, <laughs> this oh. did strike me as a very Greek film. It was a very, yeah, very in a lot Greek of ways. Film. In a lot of ways, <laughs> yeah. So we've got our manager, who who's your standard manager. You got your creepy house, and you got your band members. Uh, one of them with a bad accent. It was okay. Pardon me for saying this, but it was hard to keep track of the actors because outside of Thor, they all look very similar thank you it was like here's a ken doll and we're just gonna change one piece of clothing and he's gonna play all the different male characters they all looked like james cameron from this era pretty much <laughs> they did all of them but you know thor who who i mean at this time what uh 87 you know he still had his mr universe body going on so um, because he was a model and actually watching that interview that, uh, uh, what metal voices did or whatever, he's talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger and that, that was interesting. Um, you say bad things about me. Not true. Well, the baby is true, but he should have said them. But anyway, um, so yeah, we got our band members and it, I found it really tough to tell who was who, even when you get the when they got alone and you get the one you know demon woman uh, getting the manager and then you know uh, uh, most of the women I think got demonically possessed first uh, it seemed like uh, you know and then the manager ends up finding these random groupies who show up at one point well they find you know they find him because they hear the bands right. in town yeah so yeah. they go up to the house and the manager like lets them in and. I was it was really touch and go there for a minute because when they're all in the kind of the vestibule of the house and he's like, 
okay, let's uh, let's take off the clothes. Let's let's see the goods. You got to see those. You know, I can't remember exactly the phrase, but yeah. he basically ordered them to take off their top. right. Take you know, take out your your breasts. Take out the boobs. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the one take girl out. is kind of like, uh, I don't. It, she was like unsure about it, but she was also like on the cusp of actually doing it. And fortunately, her friends were like, you know, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, they, and then what did he say? And then he's like, come on. Whip out the bazongas yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, very eighties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, because sometimes you know, especially we we talk about this, Mark. You know, yeah. watching things through the twenty twenty lens. Um, there are some moments where I'm like, yeah, that's you know, it's fine, it's okay. It was just the eighties. And then there's other times where I'm like, oh, this is what everybody's talking about <laughs> in terms of like the the gross sexism of like exploitation films. But yeah. you know, fortunately, they all turned and. And ran and or not ran, but they just left the house unaware of the kind of danger that they were in. I was surprised that he let them go. Like what? See, I what was, was wondering that about? too if they really got out because they didn't go back to the front well, door. No, they went through. They went, they went through the, the dining room or whatever yeah. it was. So he he led them a different way. I don't think they got out. Hmm. I I think they either became starfish demons or they became <laughs> or they became oh. more of the one eyed monsters because. Uh, yes, folks, we're talking about it now. Throughout this film, not there's not just the one penis monster. There's a few others that show up, and they have different hairstyles, and they're different. And I took that as those being the souls. They're the inspiration for the minions. They were the inspiration for the minions. <laughs> but that, ah, only that has a completely different meaning in this film. Uh, <laughs> um, but Yeah, these... But I took it that the the, the one eyed monsters were actually the souls uh, that were taken over by uh, whatever when they were, you know, when the band members were taken over. I missed it. I thought that they had just like left. No, they went the other way. They went they went they did not go out the front door, though they should have. They end up taking a detour. He says, "Okay, come on, let's go wake up the band members." You know, when they wouldn't take their their breasts out, he says, "Okay, well, let's from just their go big cocaine party from their big cocaine party." <laughs> <laughs> I, loved, I loved how he was just very blunt about it. Like, well, you know, they had a big cocaine party. Though it, it went, it's like two thirty now. Oh, they'll be up in twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The, the dialogue in this is just hilarious and so much dishwashing. So mm-hmm. they, they always went to the dishwashing, which on one hand is good. You know, they were washing dishes, but at the same time, you're like, again, with the dishwashing, you know, and they even had that comment of the band members go, let's go, because the whole thing is they're here to record music, folks. Triton is under contract and they got an advance. And the most they have to come up with is 10 minutes of new music. It's not even like a whole album. They've got to record like 10 minutes of new music. And I'm like, in a like, month. In a month. That's like that's like month. that's like two songs. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, man? And especially, you know, considering the two songs we hear are like four minutes long. So I mean, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> well, it's also um I was gonna. I totally lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, no, you um, were too busy thinking about the one-eyed monsters and abs. <laughs> I know. So. Well, I did. I I did do an unnatural amount of pausing so I could write down some of the song lyrics. Yes, yeah. because Talk they about are. Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lay it, uh, lay it on us, what, Ian. <laughs> what? I'm not gonna sing it because oh. you know I don't want people to tune <laughs> out. But 
Yeah, what's the sound moving through the ages? What's the sound burning all the pages? Rock. Talking rock. about rock. 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 Um, rock. Oh. Here's a song. I presume it's called Energy. Um, energy takes me where I want to be, and you're where I want to be. You give me, wait for it, energy. <laughs> Poetry. Poetry. I, now, here, this is like motivational stuff. I set my goals and I pace myself and plan out all my moves. But when I'm uh, starting to fall apart, well, baby, I, I turn to you to give me energy. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We got to get the light going. See, I don't have a lighter, so I'll get the flashlight on my can on my phone. See, there we go. It's it's. I'm not going to say it's good music, but I was like, this is a lot of fun. This is not yeah. just like BS, you know, movie rock. Uh, it just, yeah, it, it's ridiculous and cheesy, but it was they were really into it. It was they paid for all these songs. They're going to use every second of them. <laughs> well, well, he recorded them. I think him, you know, himself because he he is an artist. So uh, yeah. So these are their songs. So, you know, he, the musician, and yeah, the songs are fun. I mean, completely put you in the 80s in this, but you can tell they're having fun making this film. That's the whole thing is this, this thing has a lot of heart behind it, you know? And I love that we get a variety of not just the one eyed monsters, uh, but we get, uh, you know, we get, we get costume monsters too. Uh, you know, that that seduce people like the one the one guy who was the bass player who was with the one girl and she suddenly went to touch his hand. I love that the way they cut it, the, this whole scene where they had this. Oh, yeah, uh, the 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 love they had love making and then she disappeared i think it was or whatever they would she the other girl comes back and she's all in lingerie and her hand comes out and he's like oh and then just as he's about to touch she turns into like creep show <laughs> it's like ketchup spitting demon <laughs> yeah right ketchup spitting demon yeah because they're like Bleh. so i mean <laughs> there's effort put in here that's the thing you know there is uh, but <laughs> this is my contention. Like, I think I saw this listed as like a horror comedy. It's not really. Because sometimes horror, I, I think horror comedy in order to get that genre label has to be intentional. And it's got to mm. be well done. It's like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Evil yeah. Dead 2. Yeah. Those are horror comedies. I think a lot of people confuse horror comedies with horror movies that are just laughably bad. And that's what most of this movie is up until the end. And then I'm like, I, I can't classify this thing uh, at all. But it was disappointing because I'm watching this thinking you've got all these monster effects. None of them are done well. The acting is terrible. So was this made to be anything but a chance to see a bunch of naked people and, and have some rock and roll? Like there's no atmosphere here. I, I'm I'm not seeing what's wrong with this logic behind a motivation for a film, naked people and rock and roll. But uh, <laughs> I what I think it is, and, and what's funny is when they shot it. Apparently, there was ten minutes short of the uh, predict the the required runtime. So, like the footage in the van in the beginning when they're driving was all extra shot, uh, like coverage shot that they shot later to, to help stretch the film out to eighty some minutes. <laughs> because well, <clears throat> that makes a lot of sense because that's something that confused me in the beginning after the family gets killed. Yeah. It's all like black screen with the white titles. Yeah. 
And then it cuts to like five minutes of this van driving around. I'm like, why didn't you just have the titles over the van footage? And now right. I know why. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> why apparently they shot some so they could get it to feature length, you know, 80 feature. Well, you know, you needed at least 80 minutes. So it comes in at what, at 83. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is if you don't if you don't label it as horror right away, the way the film starts out, while it is low budget and, and like you said, the aesthetics and that are there. I don't know, Angelique. It's not horrible. I mean, as far as the way the edit and stuff is, it it moves. Yeah. It, it does move. You you could easily have just blocks of five minutes of dialogue back and forth, but we have cuts in that. I mean, they yeah. are taking an effort, aren't they? I, yeah, I mean, it's well shot. I mean, for what it is, it's well shot. You know, there is a story, even though it doesn't make much sense. No. <laughs> and like you said, it's it's well edited. Um, it has a soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it <laughs> let, me just, let me just, I just want to set the table here. When you say well shot, you're talking about they, they at least remember to take the cap off the camera, right? <laughs> Um, I mean, okay. that's, it's that's, that's, what, that's what the bar is if, for me. If, yeah. uh, <laughs> if you've watched some other films from this era that are of this small budget, this small of budget and small of crew, you can it, it puts it slightly above some of uh, many of those others that were shot because there is at least some technique. Not a lot. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying, oh, wow. It's like, <gasps> but what I'm saying is compared to for the type of film this is. A, some of the technical aspects of it are better than expected. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And I, I think we see a lot of that in that third act where it gets mm -hmm. really strange and, and there's some kind of fun stuff that goes on. And certainly during the, the scenes where they're filming like the music video right. style of them rehearsing, I just think they should have taken some of that style mm -hmm. and ingenuity, I'll call it, and applied it to the horror scenes. Yeah. Because... I understand low budget filmmaking and all that, but when you've got monster effects that are this bad, <laughs> but you don't have the cheekiness of the spirit of the film to make fun of it really, mm -hmm. then it just comes off as really amateurish. And like, you're not even, you can make certain things scary through lighting or music, or whatever. And you can kind of tell that they are imitating other movies that, that maybe they've seen that have horror stuff in them. Mm. But I'm just watching. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of this. It's not good. <laughs> it just feels like they should have waited a few years. So they got more money or more experience and make it something like scary. It's just bad. <laughs> it's redeemed later on in the film. I, I, yes. I love this movie, but <laughs> watching it for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, it, now it, that I know everything that it is, it kind right. of works. But if, like I said, if that third act I'm, hadn't been there, this would have been not worth talking about. I'm just wondering if they used the same bedroom for every sex scene and they just like moved the mattress from one side of the room to the other. I was wondering that because that, that twin bed looked awfully familiar. <laughs> that twin bed looked familiar. So did the room. <laughs> it's blank and you're just like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait. They, they kept going through the same root door. <laughs> and then you have that sign on the window, like "Thou shalt not participate in bad scenes." Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what What I love too is as, as the band members are getting possessed and disappearing, kind of, and and Thor and his, uh, you know, his significant other are like, "Where are the band members?" Always, you know, where is everybody? What the heck? They think they're all off doing whatever, coke or each other or whatever. <laughs> and then suddenly. 
we get the kid back. Just we just get randomly get the kid back who's spying in on on our lo- a couple of lovebirds, which luckily he's spying in after they're done with their love making. I think it was the married couple. Who, no, it was the no, uh, or it was, was the the keyboard player. Oh, that's the right, bass player. That's right, yeah. the two that were very that were enamored with each other, but hadn't hooked up till like right now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That's right. They're the ones that actually get the kind of love scene where the camera, there's more than two shots of the lovemaking scene. They kind of pan up and, you know, she's. You it know. goes on forever. And they've got like the tender lovemaking music as if this is like two characters that we, we've, we've been following for years and hoping that they're going to get together. <laughs> so these two randos. But yeah, we can't just gloss over the lovemaking scene, Mark, because and this is where I question the filmmaking abilities at one point they're you know kind of going at it slowly yeah and the camera gradually trails from their heads down to their like semi-naked bodies because they're partially obscured by the blanket when it gets down to like halfway down the blanket and you're wondering wait why are you focusing on this the camera actually drops out of focus yeah (laughs) yeah and then it cuts to just a random shot of this white, like the white corner wall where the the ceiling intersects the wall. (laughs) And it's sitting there for like five seconds, like, now what am I looking at? And then it pans over to the right, like, oh, she's on top now. Okay. They were were holding you in anticipation. That's the whole thing. They they knew what you wanted to see. They just were like, we're not going to show it to you yet. You just get this white wall for a little bit. Maybe that was accidentally left in, like they were just doing a reset. (laughs) That's that's what it felt like. I yeah, think they, they just were... forgot to trim again. It's shot on film, which explains a little bit of some of the stuff that happened, especially if you get someone who, you know, knows the basics of film editing. But if you've got a, a little extra lead in, it could very well have been they reset up the shot and it was supposed to take off suitor, but they cut it, you know, it, it, with the film. They didn't want to cut too much, <laughs> but so they end up cutting because it is a, a tracking shot. Eventually, it's a pan, or I should say, a pan shot um, of her. It certainly set. was a rack focus. There was Sorry. a rack. Oh, <laughs> but luckily they they get clothed and and oh, you know, wow, that was great. I'm fine. Finally, glad we did this and, and whatever. And then the kid shows up, and you're just like, how long has he been there? <laughs> like, what the f- and then they chase him down to the basement and he turns it all demon child, literally demon child for yeah, he's like a whatever. like a mostly hairless werewolf. Yeah. And <laughs> werewolf. Boy. He's called Wolf Boy. So. Oh, is he? OK. Nice. Mm-hmm. The, the weird thing, like all of the people, all the victims in this movie or most of them have this bizarrely delayed reaction time. Like the couple, they go down into the basement of the barn. They see the kid. They watch him transform. And yet they're still they keep cutting back to this couple like. Or, or, <laughs> and these and meanwhile they come and back to the kid yeah he keeps transforming and getting more horrible looking and then finally he kind of lunges out the like ah like they are at least 10 15 feet away at this point they could have hightailed it up the <laughs> stairs just like luann on the beach when the uh not australian guy all of a sudden the hand comes out of his chest and you got Which this claw awesome. like waving around and it grabbed her boob <laughs> It grabbed her boob, but I swear to God, she was not that close to him. And she had at least a minute of reaction time, like 
Why is there a demon hand coming out of you? I thought we were going to have sex. I just love how the demon hand doesn't just come out. It comes out and grabs grabs a little something something before it does the <laughs> killing. Yeah, it's the it's the Benny Hill demon. It's the Benny Hill demon. That's right. And it and so yeah. all the band members have disappeared. <laughs> and we have our man and suddenly a demon appears, a really interesting demon puppet. Well, wait. What? Wait. You missed the, you missed the shower we've, part, we've Mark. I did. Oh, the shower part. Yes, sorry. Worth Go ahead. Of, yes. of terrible shower. Yes, tell us uh, about the shower, Angelique. What do you mean? What do you mean, terrible, Angelique? <laughs> we got to see some bodies there, you know. I mean, yes, there was body, yaddy, yaddy <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> body, yaddy, yaddy. I love it. <laughs> next single <laughs> watching John Michael Thor attack this woman with his tongue yeah was terrible <laughs> I mean that was like a bad tinder date flashback <laughs> <laughs> it's okay Ian you could laugh <laughs> It's just playing out in my mind. I'm like, you poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for her. I mean, geez. Yeah. There's no water pressure in this farmhouse. Number no. one. And, and, and let's face it. They're shooting on film. They're in a shower scene. There's no steam. Therefore, this is not a warm shower that they're no. shooting this oh, scene in. I didn't think about that. And, and given the the... The acting, you could tell that John Michael Thor is a method actor. I'm sure he didn't have anything on either. You know, so. I'm sure. I'm sure. He had a smile. He was wearing a smile in his abs. That's what he did. I mean, what more do you need? I really? guess so. His six-pack I mean, and his smile. That's all he had. Yeah, yeah. That's all I asked for. You know? Well, it's just... It's just, okay, she's in the shower. Then when he steps in, I swear... It was like an optical illusion because I feel like he was six times bigger than that shower stall. <laughs> he was, yeah. And then he fit in there. <laughs> he like kind of overtook her, and wow, <laughs> wasn't wasn't a whole lot of room. Yeah, but you know, I mean, they they were what a couple. I don't think they were married. Yes. Yeah, but they were a couple. Yeah, they've been together a, a while. Yeah, um, and yeah. and it's it's there's some funny. You can't tell the characters apart in this movie, but they are kind of differentiated by their personalities you've mm -hmm. got the married couple who are like doing dishes and that's how they get whacked you got the <laughs> you got the the you know horny non-australian and his you know girl and his girl uh, who's the who's the the lack of a better term i apologize the bitch of the group she mm -hmm. the diva she did have a really bad attitude she had she, she had not yeah. out positive vibes she well, had been stuck with that guy stiggy yeah. i would have had a bad attitude too <laughs> but no but the thing is like i liked uh thor and his girlfriend's relationship because mm -hmm. it was that whole bit of like he's so obsessed with the music and writing songs and she just wants to get laid that he's completely oblivious yeah until she literally <laughs> has to stand there naked and be like look i'm getting in the shower well yeah because he had that bed scene earlier to where she's literally in her lingerie practically throwing herself completely at him and he's looking at the sheet music i'm preparing you know it, whatever he's like we've got to we've got to rehearse tomorrow we've got to rehearse tomorrow and she's like what about tonight and he's just flipping pages and i'm like dude, dude, dude. 
Read the room, Thor. <laughs> read the room. You got to read the room a little better, man. You just. <laughs> but okay, yes. the shower. This is why I compared it to the room because mm-hmm. I assume you both have seen the room. Um, Angelique has not. I have not. You've not. I've not. I'm hoping that this movie inspires you to see the room. I, I I'm I'm going to now that, now that you keep mentioning it. I... Bring alcohol. Lot, but yes. yes, lots of alcohol. Um, <laughs> and don't watch it alone. My day off. Don't watch it alone. Find yes, a if you friend. Can, watch it with watch it with a friend. Watch it with a friend that it won't be awkward. Yeah. Well, that's really hard because this movie is just awkward. The love all over scenes the place. are awkward. Yeah. And that's yeah. There's a uh-huh. lot of love scenes of the main guy, like constantly naked. Thor is much better looking naked than Tommy Wiseau, That's fortunately. Yeah. But yeah, like watching the shower scene, it just goes on forever. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. What are we doing here? I think, like you were saying, Mark, they're padding for time. They probably were trying to stretch it out for time a bit, and then, <laughs> and then we get, we get our final twenty minutes. Ian, the last 15, 20 minutes of this film, uh, after shower scene, and we get demons and. All he kinds goes, of things going on. He goes to the barn. Now, this is the only part where I will concede that it kind of steps into that horror comedy Evil Dead 2 realm. Sure. Because he goes to the barn. He's writing his his sheet music at like this long, uh, like a drafting table. It's a really nice setup they have. Yeah, there. it is. That studio start, is beautiful. Right. And then you see these demons start like poking their heads up. And then you see this one that looks like, like a grasshopper thing. It reminded me of... The the deacon from Prometheus, oh, the okay, thing that sure, was not yeah, quite yeah. the xenomorph at the very end. Uh-huh. Um, and it's kind of like rearing its head. He's oblivious to all this stuff. And at one point he drops. I think he oh, he sets down his his ultra slim can of Canadian Coca-Cola yes. on the hand Coke of the classic. one-eyed penis. Yeah, yes. Coke classic on the hand of one of the demon monsters. And it's at that point where it like turns into a Muppet It's like. Like trying to to try to re- repress its pain, complete with Kermit fo- face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like or, or Beaker. It was like yeah. a total like Beaker moment. Um, but so then, he, I think he drops the can on the floor. He drops something on the floor, and when right. he bends down to pick it up, the grasshopper demon flings itself across the room and misses him. <laughs> and then he sits up and he keeps writing. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden. This demon, uh, oh, sorry, the, his girlfriend shows up, yes, and she's like, You know, hey, John, everybody's dead, and the van's gone. And he's <laughs> like, No, I they just the van's right out front. What are you talking about? And this is the point where I knew I had was onto something special because the demon is trying to like get one over on him. You know, yeah. we've seen this in a hundred movies, <laughs> but he says, No, the van's right outside, and the demon's like. Uh, like confused like, <laughs> wait, wait did i fuck up <laughs> and then he starts messing with this thing and like wait does he is he really that oblivious all your and friends it, are dead no they aren't uh, wait no they are nope. no they're not <laughs> and then she finally no. says, right <laughs> she basically says screw it and she transforms into this giant you know black grayish demon thing and he's like well little do you know that all my friends were actually i I conjure them up they were never real and i've been playing you this whole time uh you're the demon i am i am triton the arch 
archangel and I'm here to fight for the justice of God or some yeah. nonsense. <laughs> it turns into like Bible man for some reason. With spiky metal underpants. With spiky metal underpants and <laughs> glistening abs. And the uh, biggest hair <laughs> under God's own sky. My that's, lord. Right. And the revelation oh. of the worm's eye view of the of the the four boob and everything. But here's the poster for this, which you can see if you've read this movie. Yeah. It's like Thor in the the kind of the black, you know, shirtless outfit and the guitar, and then you've got the demon in the background. I was thinking that he, that was like the villain of the picture, right? You know, like we're yeah. going to be watching a rock and roll demon, kind of like we did last week with uh, with Trick or Treat. But no, he's the hero. This is like a, a still from the climactic battle on the movie poster, and they start doing this crazy fight, but it's more like just a dance, and they're circling around each other, and you know, slap fighting, and the the demon is throwing the little starfish monsters. <laughs> Authorities trying to like rip them off, all like you know. <sighs> Conan style or something, and well, then the, two the stuck best to, acting, two, yeah. two of them stuck to him, and then he's trying to peel it off, and then he, he's got the slime from them, and he just kind of. <laughs> but it mixes with the astro glide, so he can't get it off. Right. No, what, um, I love, what I love is just these these things are literally being just flung at him from off at screen. Him. Yeah, and and one and, and like he's badly ducking most of them. <laughs> But one gets caught in his hair. Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> his hair's like some... It's so big. ...delicious it's... rooster comb of platinum blonde. Just... It's ah. it's literally a, a mane. A, like a I lion's mean, feathered mane. feathered to Jesus, is, this hair. It is a beautiful... Whoever their hair stylist was needed an Academy Award for that. This was a plume of hair <laughs> and like you said angelique the eyeshadow was like perfect i mean it uh, like that, that, that he has this iridescent white on the brow line he's got a perfect cat eye and, and some there's a little purple in there too yeah. charcoal yeah. gray yes and the eyeliner is spot on he's got some <laughs> lip gloss kicking it he's got a nice iridescent paint blush just cut cheeks oh and he's got the 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 wind that comes from nowhere. Yes. Like during the oh, yeah. reveal, like it starts, his hair just starts like blowing magnificently, and he turns into like the the, the punk rock Wolverine because he, <laughs> he says at one point he says, "You're wasting my time, bub." And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, Mwah, chef's kissed, beautiful. <laughs> he's a specimen. He's a specimen. He's a spec he is the intercessor, as He's, we learned. He is the intercessor. <laughs> Which is the title of the sequel that they made. Wait. <laughs> Wait, you did you were not aware of Intercessor, another rock and roll nightmare? My my no. little demon just spit in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Where does one find the I, intercessor? I, I, I have no idea. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, there is a sequel to this. That one was shot on video. Uh, uh, not like this one, which was shot on uh, 16 millimeter. The Intercessor. Uh, yeah, Intercessor. 2005. <gasps> 2005, The Intercessor. The Intercessor must fight the minions of darkness to save the last innocent souls on Earth. Starring... <laughs> John Michael back? Thor. He's yeah, he's back as of course. I mean, if you're gonna do a movie like this, you gotta oh. get you Mark, gotta, I don't know if you can tell, oh. but these my my eyes are actually watering, and it's not because <laughs> I'm getting over a cold. I 
this is the best news I've heard all day. <laughs> yes, there's the. There's... I mean, I am, I am a flutter. I've, I've got the vapors. <laughs> my fan. <laughs> so yes, there's intercessor, Ooh. another rock and roll nightmare. They made one in 2005. Uh, so you know that that, that does exist. And Mark, huh. uh, on my evening walk tonight, I helped uh, three strangers push a lady whose van had run out of gas, helped her push her car along the road to a gas station. Oh, that was nice of you. And that warmed my heart, but not nearly as much as knowing there's a sequel to Rock and Roll Nightmare out there. I thought you were going to say that she turned into a giant starfish. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that would have made things perfect. For the ride. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have been on the show if that was the case. No, that you'd be too busy like <laughs> taking pictures of the starship, star, starfish woman. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. I, I love so they, what, what I love about the starfish creatures is that they're like out of nowhere. We, we were with these one-eyed monsters for a while, that like two or three variations. So you think they're going to really play into it. And then, you know, Mega Demon shows up. And uh, then all of a sudden they start just chucking like starfish demons at him that... well, and the, what i miss and and i wish that that the little one-eyed monsters would have gotten in on the action because when the 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 grasshopper cat demon thing like says like you know rise up or whatever yeah. like one of those little puppets has a switchblade <laughs> Yes. Right. <laughs> and he's like, Wee. one's got a switchblade. I think the other one's smoking at one point. Yeah. It's I'm like, like, I want to see these moment. little dudes fight. Get yeah. in there. Get in there. Come on. <laughs> quit, quit with just the starfish. I, <laughs> you know, and, and of course, uh, our man is, is, you know, he vanquishes the evil because he's he the intercessor. He talks them to death. He talks them to death. Yeah. Well, he's first of all, the song that's playing is like, we accept the challenge. Um, but they're they're going round and round, like kind of like slapping each other and stuff. But at one point, grabbing each other. Right. But at one point, you just see uh, <laughs> Thor go up and go like this. He like just mildly chokes the demon. And at that point, he says, you win this time. And then he disappears in like a fireworks display. Like, I don't understand what it was about that final, very mild, like putting his hand up to his throat. That it, it had finally something made him... to do with, with the glow that happened in Thor's eyes. Yeah. After they got his done eyes, dancing or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. Cause there was cause... a kind of a glow in his eyes, I think as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I, Maybe I, it, it was I, like yeah. some holy chokehold or something. It was the, the, why, whole, the, why, the Lord's Why didn't you use that earlier? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I read about those uh, as an point. altar boy, but never, never <laughs> experienced it. So cool. that's, yeah, that's funny. yeah. Five minutes, brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you something, brother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, so he ends up being kicking ass for the lord is what apparently are which again at the beginning of this film it just it is such a right turn <laughs> in this film that's what makes this and i and that's what i really think makes this film kind of endearing and interesting to watch because for most of it you're like okay this is what and also it just kind of goes oh yeah 
it's like Archangel. What? What? Yeah. There was a movie I watched a few years ago. I I thought it was Suffer Little Children, but I don't think that's it. But um, at the end of it, like it's about demons taking over, I think, like kids or something. Mm -hmm. At the end of it, Jesus Christ himself shows up and fights this demon. (laughs) What? Oh. And I, I was like, this is this is the best movie I've ever seen. I, I can't remember which title it was, but uh, oh it reminded God. me very much of this because it's a twist that you don't see very much. Yeah. Um, you know, usually you see the the dark forces putting one over on the on the good guys, but in yeah. this point, it's the demon getting played, which I, uh, you know, it brings as we mentioned a lot of questions up, <laughs> like how did this demon possess? figments of the angel's imagination and what was going on in that shower scene like if thor was in there by himself (laughs) maybe maybe the intercessor has a very rich fantasy life yeah i mean he could you know was enjoying some me time (laughs) (laughs) well i guess he's an angel like his form of like heavenly masturbation might involve like creating someone to be there in the stall with him but it's just it's just too many questions he couldn't he couldn't masturbate because masturbation is a sin but he could have sex with his significant other they don't say they're not married they're together but they could be married and then that's okay but she doesn't exist, so it's masturbation anyway. No, but but not technically, because he's not actually beating the bishop. He's <laughs> he's 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 with you know someone that could have uh, been a spirit that he is you know has conjured. Uh, that doesn't fill me with uh, <laughs> relief either. Like some random spirit. Hey, you get down in this shower. <laughs> I, I All right. Know. Let's see. Today is. Linda, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this. You're thinking too hard with it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. You're thinking it too many components. Yeah, because then you that throws in all kinds of things. Well, if they're shadow, then what about the manager taking the groupies? Then and, right, that was my whole know. thing. Were the groupies imaginary? Were yeah. you know? Were they real? Who the, rented the house? Yeah. If all yep. this is imaginary. <laughs> You well, know. that's that true because the groupies were there for the band. Did the band never exist? Hmm. Or well, the does, the band, the, does the band exist? And those were just manifestations of people who never actually went out to the farmhouse. Hmm. I'm thinking maybe it was like manifestations of his band members who were truly back in Montreal or whatever. Right. Right. Like he just he just made figments of them to go to this yeah. farmhouse because he knew it was possessed and that's where he could draw the deep. See, this is what I love about this is like we're coming up with with a whole rich backstory. <laughs> or, or they were there, but it, instead of being the possessed ones, they actually at some point took off in the van and they hadn't been around after the van left because remember the van leaves once once the manager in quotes suddenly disappeared they're like oh where's the van uh these folks that he's conjured may not be self-aware that they're spirits so they think they're the real people and the van actually has taken off with the real people already so they survived because they went into town to get drunk like friday the 13th part two right yes yeah Yeah. exactly they they actually went into town and uh because they did record some songs before the really weird shit happened um you know so uh, for most of them, except for one member, 
So you know, well, I was gonna say, wait a minute. The second song was yeah, done with the possessed drummer. Right. That's right. With the maybe possessed. they realized he was too good. <laughs> <laughs> he lost the accent but got better i'm not gonna say anything that's why they didn't say anything about the accent because he got better at playing drums yeah you see so they're go, just like okay he doesn't have an accent anymore i don't care he played a hell of a lot better on that track so you know we just won't say anything uh, <laughs> never mind he went from being the one minute bandit or whatever which she called it to <laughs> To being uh, Mr. Stamina, apparently, after he's possessed. So, you know, she's not going to care what his accent is because suddenly he seems to be surviving in bed a lot longer than what he used to. So, But he, he, he did commit the egregious sin of tidy whities though. He did. Mm-hmm. He did have tidy whities which I'm like, that's out of character. He would have had he would have had boxers if that was the character. Dude, he's or a rock none. and roll drummer. Or none at all. Had, like yeah. a banana commando. sling. Or commando. He could have been commando. Banana, I like banana the banana sling, sling idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some kind of Zubaz print banana sling. <laughs> leopard print. Gotta have that leopard print. I have a rich fantasy life, okay? <laughs> I want to see if all of these things come true in the sequel. Uh, the intercessor, the, rock, and, uh, rock and roll. Language, I, I'm I'm not sure how good that one is, but it does exist. So. What compared to this? <laughs> but this this is fun. That's it is. It, it's it's a great bad movie. It it is one of those so bad it's good movies. It's shot in seven days. It's got a low budget. It's got. Uh, interesting lead. That's character. why they were always doing dishes because they were really right. eating. They were actually that eating. Their, that was that, crafty. That's right. <laughs> they they worked in craft services with and catering with the script. So you see, that's what happened. Especially the one scene, like when they were initially when. The band goes to practice the first night they're there, or the first meal they have. And so the manager's doing the dishes with the three ladies because as they make a joke, oh, looks like our place is in the kitchen. (laughs) And they're in there. And they aren't just washing and drying the dishes. They're bopping as they're doing (laughs) everybody. And they're smiling, too. They're like, da, 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 da. (laughs) So those were actual dishes probably from that when they took a lunch break, those were their actual yep. dishes. So see, you kill two birds with one stone. You take care of the dishes and you get a scene out of the, for the movie. So there. I, my enthusiasm has dwindled a bit because oh. I just looked on blu-ray.com and I don't yeah. think this film has had a proper home video release. It's had a DVD release. What? Yeah. Um, yeah I've got it. Hang on. She, she's got the DVD physical media rules. Whoa. Uh, it hasn't had that much release, though. It deserves a proper... There it is. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, it's reflected. Oh, nice slipcase. Yeah. When did that come out? Um, Let's see. That is a nice slipcase. 2006. Thing. It's a Synapse release. Oh, there you go. Release. Oh, yeah. okay. It's got oh, all kinds synapse. of special features, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. making a note. Gotta find that. <laughs> it will be mine. Uh, So... There you have it, folks. Rock and roll nightmare. What do you say, uh, Ian? You you mentioned it before, but final thought: Is it uh, so bad it's good? Rock and roll. It's unlike any movie I've ever seen, um, <laughs> and for that reason, you should definitely check it out. I think it's even in its badness, it is infinitely watchable. It's not a boring movie, no. except some of the sex scenes go on too long. And yes, I did just say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean the, the climax alone 
and and even the 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 cum spitting little penis monster uh, just <laughs> it's one of those things like I, my jaw actually fell open i felt my eyes getting <laughs> wider and wider and wider <laughs> like the, the like the, the people in mad max right before they become road pizza yeah uh, i just couldn't believe i was watching what i was seeing it just, yeah it just when you think ah no and you're like oh okay <laughs> yeah no he's literally hawking a, a and he and he just drank it and i what i love is when he takes a sip of it too he's just like "Mm, oh well i mean we've seen stories in the news about this kind of thing so (laughs) here's here's mark this is what i learned uh there is a place for charles band to go beyond the evil bong franchise he needs to license these rock and roll gremlins or whatever they are oh my lord oh wow one-eyed <laughs> monsters Ooh, don't mention his name yeah. he's heard <laughs> in his sleep we've just invoked the <laughs> name of charles one. band he's oh like, look at that he just put out six movies starring <laughs> these characters weird <laughs> he just woke up one-eyed monster the series We'll have a crossover <laughs> with ginger dead man and we'll even break evil bong back in and there you go uh yeah the one-eyed monsters come from uh sexy hell and there you go yeah and the goth booby stripper club that's right that's right (laughs) you heard it here first you heard it here first folks if he ever makes it uh angelique this a rockin so bad it's good film oh yeah yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's (coughs) excuse me It's like it's just, they're just so much fun, and you can tell that they were really just going for it. They they had all the guts and gusto in the world. They may not have had a whole lot of money, but they made it happen. So yeah, and that's the way I feel too. If nothing else, this film has a lot of heart behind it. They they had a lot. They were making something with what they got, and they were making the most of it. And they came up with this just wild story that yeah as ian said you just have to watch it unfold because as it unfolds you will be like huh (laughs) if you're anything like me you're a sucker for movies that have scenes in which actors are having something just flung at them off screen be it a cat (laughs) be it a possessed doll body parts like in uh, hollywood Hollywood chainsaw hookers there's like five feet thrown at michelle bauer in that wonderful opening yeah you know Demon starfish monsters. I don't care if, if there's somebody having to dodge something being thrown by a PA. But you can I'm totally there. tell it's being thrown too. You're just, you know, and, then you're and they're not even going frisbee style. They're going, <laughs> they're throwing overhand, man. They're not even like, they're throwing that shit overhand. And it's like, okay, John, the director's going, now on this one, it's going to stick to you. Quick, grab it. Ah, oh, he missed. Okay, keep throwing. Just keep yeah. throwing. Come on. <laughs> it's in my hair. It's in my hair. Because you can tell there's a cut with that one. <laughs> uh, with the backlight and everything is him being an archangel. Yeah, it just, it's, ah. Uh. <laughs> it's one of those you watch with a group of friends yeah. at a party. And- endlessly uh, gifable the faces he's making oh god yeah while he's yeah. fighting he makes a wonderful <laughs> face, face acting going on in there as well so there you have it folks rock and roll nightmare uh please check it out all three of us will say it's so fun to watch again as a party movie for sure just get a group of people together you got some fun music in there from the 80s definitely a bit dated but 
Um, yeah, it's it's definitely watchable. It's it's not one that's going to be a cringe or painful to watch. And you got a little bit of everything in here and even more of some than other things. But <laughs> thank you so much for my viewers for watching tonight. And thank you all for listening out there and your continued support. And now, as always, this is where I give a license to shill to my crew members. So, Angelique, ladies first, a license to shill. The floor is yours. Uh, well, right now, things on my end are a little crazy, so uh, you're going to find me mainly at uh, MonstersMadisonMagic.com. You know, we've got some great shows coming down the pipe. You know, just have a listen. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful interviews there as well. You want to check all of those fun things out. And Mr. Ian Simmons, I'm sure you got one or two things you can plug. Uh, yeah, a couple. Um I'm Ian Simmons. I run Kicking the Seat, which you can find at kickseat.com or on YouTube at uh, Kicking the Seat. Uh, got a bunch of podcasts coming out and live streams and things I'm appearing on. Uh, there should be a new episode of 90 Under 90, uh, a show that I do with uh, the Eden Brothers, um, which uh, we talked about. Uh, oh, the movie Mayhem by Joel Lynch. We did that. Uh, should be out on Thursday. Oh, I have a soundtrack to that. You're, you're talking oh, about the, the, the Office one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, such a good movie. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, on Wednesday night, which, you know, this probably go up after yeah, the live stream. After, yeah. Right. But we'll be talking, uh, as Mark alluded to earlier, we'll be talking about a different Thor, Thor Love and Thunder with Earth's Mightiest Critics. We're doing a live stream Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Central, which, again, you can go check the replay. But uh, I have taken a year-long moratorium on superhero TV shows and movies, so I will be popping in to do intros and outros. But I'm going to let the uh, let Earth's Mightiest Critics have at it and see uh, who is left and who are still friends afterwards. We'll see who survives. The DC shill, a.k.a. moi, may be finding himself defending a Marvel film, which, you know, uh, hell may have frozen over at this point. I don't know. <laughs> but when I'm with Earth's Mightiest Critics and I, I if I I don't know everybody's opinion, but I know a few people's. And if I'm the outspoken supporter of the MCU film, I don't know if that's a statement about the film or a statement about <laughs> me. But there you go, folks. Yeah. It's Will is convinced great. he's going to turn you, Mark. Yeah, I know. Well, he, he won't turn me, but I, I have to for this film, especially after seeing it a second time. Uh, yeah, it was even better the second time around for myself. So, uh, yeah, for us, uh, Sawdust City Fright Fest, second weekend in October. Uh, the selections will be announced August 1st, so look for that. And the Twisted Dreams Horror Fest in Milwaukee, the third weekend in October. Uh, so two great fests uh, celebrating Midwest horror. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, check out all our other stuff on SpecialMarkProductions.com. We appreciate every single one of you, and now we will just say good night, everybody. Good night! Rock and roll! Yeah. Oh, I think I got a starfish on my boot. <laughs> it'll slide right off, don't worry. It'll, it'll slide you off. <laughs> <laughs>